One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast where we explore our guests' past using the musical anchor points in their memory. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Chinqui. My guest today is Amy Desimore. Amy is the Chief Financial Officer for the School District of Lee County, Florida, and has worked for the school district for the last 16 years. She's a graduate of Riverdale High School, the University of Florida, and Nova Southeastern University. She has a husband of almost 25 years and, count them, five children between the ages of 12 and 24. Amy was recommended to us by episode 151 guest, Jarrett Eady. Now, on to the show. Hey there, Amy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for being in here. I'm so thrilled to be here. Where did you grow up, and how would you describe the musical background of your childhood there? Well, I'm originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. That's where my um, father went to college. So my mom and dad kind of relocated from here, actually, to St. Paul. And so I grew up partially in St. Paul. So as far as those musical influences there, I mean, you can't mention Minnesota and not say Prince. Right. Right. So so, um, that he was our our hero, you know, everything Prince at that point. And then, of course, growing up, you know, my mom and dad listened to a lot of different things. Um, Motown, of course, was a huge influence in our house. And we had um, my dad was kind of more of a, I'll say, easy listening Type So a lot of like a Dionne Warwick, Roberta okay. Flack, um, Engelbert Humperdinck. I thought that was always so funny when I would see that <laughs> on the album cover for whatever reason. It um, makes me think of Princess Bride. <laughs> right, right, right. And my, my mom was a little bit more, um, a little edgier, a little Ooh. on the funky side. So okay. the Earth, Wind and Fires and the yeah. Ohio players of the world, that was kind of her jam. And so together there was just all of these things as well as the you know the recent music that we were listening to did they ever as as society as a whole moved away from funk (laughs) you know like uh did they did they adapt their music listening or did they kind of like this is what i like and like if like if you went to listen now yeah is that what they're listening to still well yes and no yes and no i mean they adapted their you know style too so they would listen to a lot of things that we were listening to. So Mm. growing up, I mean, that's when, um, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, huge influence. And, um, you know, the uh, my dad used to love Donna Summer. So Donna Summer, that was the the deal with that. Um, And of course, when we were growing up was kind of like that origin and the the up and coming of hip hop. Mm. So I wouldn't say that they so much got into that, but they definitely knew you know, knew the music and where it was coming from because we listened to it so much. Okay. If I asked you for an early childhood memory of like a musical moment, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Mm. The, well, the first thing that pops into my head is um, Saturday morning cleaning, right? Mm. Whenever it was, yeah. whenever, whenever it was cleaning day and we all had to, you know, get up and do, you know, something, there was always music on and music playing. And so, Whatever that was, was driven by who, you know, whoever turned it on first that morning. And then that's what we were listening to. So that's kind of like my memories of really when we got into music was those days where 
there was something to do around the house and it was just music all day. You know? So it was like a family activity, like everybody kind of got into it together? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it playing on? Is this, are we talking records? Are we talking radio? We are talking all of the above. Uh-huh. Actually, I remember the little eight track that my dad had. So a lot of his old stuff was on eight track and then um, records. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the... At that point, it was the huge record player, you know, it was those big things like that stood on the ground. It was yeah. like the huge cabinet, right, with the little thing that lifted up and you hit the needle and it's like the, you know, the, you know, sound and then you put it down. So and then a radio, although not so much radio, because I think radio for us, right, for the kids, because that was where, you know, a lot of the recent music was. But if my ma- mom and dad were going to play something you know, it was the stuff that they had because radio stations at that point were playing what kind of what they wanted to hear. You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah. Um, do you remember the first live music you ever saw? Yes, I do. The first live music I saw that, well, there was a couple of different things. So my my dad was a, a junior high and high school teacher for, you know, ever and so used to go and see like some of the, you know, plays and stuff that mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah, that the schools yeah. would put on. And so I would just kind of look up there and be like, all right, you got, you know, these kids that are singing and dancing and acting, which is really cool. And I think that made a, you know, a big impression on me. Under, the, underappreciated, by the way. Yes. Uh, school um, with, with the, the stereotypical, like the old lady that plays the piano for high school musicals. <laughs> yes, yes. They are monsters. They're so good. Yes. Like they can play, you can just, you throw out Oklahoma and it do, 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 do. Yeah, like, right. They know more about piano than I will ever learn. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's amazing. And then, um, but the actual, the first actual live concert that I went to, mm. I'm going to date myself throughout this whole conversation, I'm sure. But uh, Boys to Men and MC Hammer. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, ooh, that's a lineup. It's, yes, it yeah. was it was awesome, and I believe it was either my junior or senior year, and I think it was senior year in high school, and that was my first concert. Just loved okay. it. I cannot wait to go back to concerts again. I remember. Oh, the, I'm looking forward to it. The, I, I keep holding on to my experience of the last concert I went to before went all to? of this stuff yeah. happened. Um, Chris Brown. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Was that oh, here love in Chris town? Brown. It was in Tampa. Okay. Love Chris Brown. Do you know, you made me think of this because you said uh, Boys to Men and uh, a couple of years ago, you know, before when people went to concerts. Yes. Um, also long uh, ago. Bone Thugs and Harmony came yes. through. And yes, they, they did. played at Cape Coral, I they think. They did, yes. And uh-huh. I, I thought I had misread the poster. Yeah, because right. I was like, what? That's <laughs> right. impossible. Right. Um, all right. Uh, did anybody in your house uh, play any instruments? Um, growing up, no, mm-hmm. it was always something that I wanted to do, but never did. Which, which one so. did you always want to do? Oh, piano. Yeah. Oh, yes. I imagine myself to be Alicia Keys easy, right? <laughs> like sitting behind the piano and just playing and singing. Oh, I've always wanted to learn how to play piano. But, um, my kids now, I have tried to get each one of them to play an instrument and nothing has stuck just yet, but one of my daughters, she really, she played the piano for a little while and I was just hoping that she would stick with it and she didn't. But um, so, so no, I am not musically inclined, but I have recently purchased an app, Playground Sessions. Hmm. And um, it's a, it's just an app and it's on an iPad and you plug it in and you're supposed to learn how to play piano on oh, that cool. app. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Harry Connick Jr. and Quincy Jones there behind that app. So, hey. yeah. 
So um, I've I've gone so far as to download it. I actually haven't gotten into oh, it I yet. See. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's good news. Uh, somebody who plays several instruments. Yes. Uh, if you start a kid on piano, every other instrument becomes easier to learn. Really? Yeah, because a piano is like for me at least, it was the most direct line to music because yes. like left lower notes, right higher notes. Yes. And when you look at the sheet music, you're just looking left to right, up to down. I taught myself because of my piano background. I taught myself to play guitar. I taught myself to play like very, very rudimentary, like violin stuff. Um, so, and and flute, like be, because I can play piano, other instruments just make more sense to me. That's just... So. Yeah, that's yeah. something I've always heard about. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's it's a straight line. It's, it's it a much always, easier transition. It always helps because there's just so much to... A, uh, a piano, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a saxophonist, right? Ah, yes. But thanks to that, I've also transitioned to like playing the ocarina, for example. Right. You know, but like a guitar and a saxophone are just like two different things. <laughs> that's just different languages. Two different yeah. Things. yeah, that's people like you all amaze me that play these multiple different instruments. My mind just doesn't think that way, mm-hmm. and I think that I'm gonna have to work really hard to like <laughs> play chopsticks. Even you'll get there. So, yeah. um, that those musical minds. They're amazing to me. I promise you practice, you'll get good at that's it. A, that's yeah. a person I want to be. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so well, do, we do have a question that says, um, if you could learn any instrument matrix style where we just hit a button and it gets up, uploaded into your brain, what would it be? I assume. Piano yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Um, <laughs> if you could play any piano song or any just, you know, like a song that is features the piano heavily, what song would you play? Like what would Ooh. be your, like, like you're at a party and somebody's like... Amy, play something. Do this. <laughs> play, play, play your song. What song would that song be? Ooh, that is a good one. I have, um, like a journey faithfully, right? Just because that's a, that's a heavy piano yeah, yeah. song, and I see myself kind of singing along to that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Anything, um, Alicia Keys, like a Fallen or, um. Something to that effect. Okay. Like, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Anything. Oh, Lionel Richie. Anything. Smart. To, you know. Yeah. yeah. Saw okay. him live too. That was awesome. When was that? Whew. Might have been five years ago. Okay. He was up in Tampa too. Wow. So he was he was very nice, very nice live. That was a really nice show. What's the furthest you've traveled to to go see somebody? Um, that's about as far. Tampa? Not to, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Miami, you know, two, about, you know, yeah. two or three hours yeah. either way it's to go see somebody. Orlando. Yeah. So yeah, about that far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been to a concert with your girls? Yes, actually the, um, and boys, I have two, oh, oh, okay. two boys and three girls. Oh, wow. I miscounted. And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, actually the last, um, Chris Brown concert that we went, we all went okay. and had just a blast. Um, I've taken them to see Usher. So that was fun. They were small at that point. I don't think I even had all five at so that, was that point. Was that, a, so was that an Amy concert? That was with, that was definitely that was definitely a mom concert. But have that they, was have they dragged you to a kids concert for them? Yes. So we've done um, when High School Musical was big. Oh wow, well, yeah. There was High School Musical the tour, and you know I drove a couple hours for them to go <laughs> see that. So I felt like I really put my time in on that one. But that was, that was cute. So I've done that. Um, but there's, you know, usually we can, we can, the kids and I can enjoy music together. Like some of the stuff that I enjoy, they enjoy and the stuff that they enjoy, I enjoy. So there's things that we can mutually agree on and go check things out together, which is just a bunch of fun. So, um, this is normally later, but I got to ask because you said that, uh, where do your husband and your music tastes converge and 
diverge. <laughs> they they mostly diverge. Well, so um, let's do the first one. Where, where do they come together? Like, what's a song that you know that you guys can listen to? Not a wedding song. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we can converge on anything more older school hip hop. So talking like Notorious B.I.G. Early 90s. Talking Notorious B.I.G. Wu-Tang. We can converge on all of that. We can converge on old kind of 70s stuff. Um, think Billy Joel, Elton John, you know, that type of stuff. We converge on that. We kind of diverge where he is, you know, he is, he has some, he likes rock type. Mm-hmm. So a lot of heavier, harder rock. So, um, you know, think some Metallica things. Mm-hmm. We got to diverge there. Um, he listens to a lot of reggae caribbean type mm. um, music which i in, which i enjoy but if that wouldn't be my first choice sure. right if i had to turn something on so he and then what about the other way what's something that he'll he'll kind of walk out of the room or like or maybe <laughs> some, he'll put headphones on some some of the more recent stuff i listen to mm-hmm. so recent hip-hop he's not too much into so if i turn on something and the kids and i are listening to anything like a a baby, the baby or anything like that. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm out. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I normally ask around here um, that if you can remember like the first time or an early time that music moved you beyond just like what it sounded like. Yes. But I think I know the answer to that. Yes. Because your first song is kind of about that. Yeah, it so, is. Yes. Um, so do you want to tell us what the song is? Yes, I can. Uh, it's a Stevie Wonder song uh-huh. and it's called Black Man. And do you wanna do you wanna listen first or do you wanna how do you wanna do this? Um let's listen first. Okay, let's listen. So this is uh Black Man by Stevie Wonder from his nineteen seventy six album Songs in the Key of Life. Get Stevie Wonder anywhere else, you know what I'm saying? No, mm-hmm. gosh, Stevie. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I just want to say something real quick. But this song, Culture. this song also reminds me of like Message from a Black Man from The Temptations, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, just, yes, it's just powerful all around, yes, yeah. So, I want to talk about um, kind of popularizing and, and especially using you know popular modes of music for, for kind of um. I was going to say activism, but I think yeah. just like for highlighting like for social issues. Yeah. But but first, so what's what's the story there? Like what's you know where do you go? Because yeah. you were listening, you went somewhere. Yeah, man, I love yeah, I just love that song. But that that whole album, and I think it was a double album, if I'm not mistaken. That songs in the key, in the key of, of life. life. Yeah. That was oh my gosh, that was my dad's jam. He listened to that all the time, over and over again, and every song was like that. It was like nine to ten minutes long, mm-hmm. you know, each song. And so much so to where it was just for years. I remember listening to that when we were in Minnesota, when we moved to Florida when I was 10 or 11. And um, somehow that 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 songs in the key of life migrated from, I think, what he had in his original eight track form to we had the record. And then later on, we had the cassette tape like he wasn't going to let it go. And I remember listening to that in high school when he would come home and turn on music. So Mm. for years, that was just his jam. But I remember being little, probably about um, seven or eight and just, you know, kind of listening. And there was, you know, that was just a classic album. So there was a bunch of things, but that particular song, um, I don't know, it just hit me. You kind of, you know, pay attention to 
your you know your parents when they're listening to their music and sometimes mm. the words hit you and sometimes it really doesn't sometimes you like it and sometimes you don't but there was this certain way that I could tell that particular song made him feel, you know, yeah, and, you know, kind of where he went to and the things that, you know, he did and kind of how he grew to it, just a little bit different than, you know, other things. And so I started kind of really listening to it. And even though I was only seven or eight at the time, so I don't know that, you know, I fully comprehended like everything at that point that he was trying to say in that song. But I would start asking my dad about different things. Who is he talking about? Right. So, you know, the first couple words were like, you know, the first man to die for the flag we now held yeah. high was a black man. Yeah, Crispus Attucks. Who is he talking about, yeah. Dad? So he would, and my dad was a history teacher. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, he, he would get into it. He would sit down with you for hours if you, if, you know, if you had mm -hmm. the time for him. And so we would talk, you know, a little bit about, you know, little bits and pieces, everything, you know, all the different things that he was talking about and, you know, kind of what the song meant. And, you know, just having conversations about that and understanding kind of how that played into different things that we were, you know, going through at the time. And especially these, I mean, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's emotional and it's um, telling about how relevant that song is, was then and what it is now. Yeah. It's like. Un, you know, unfortunately, you could have, you know, written it yesterday and the message is just as relevant and just as meaningful and just as timely as it was 40 years ago. And, you know, when, you know, when it first was written. And so um, just that that message is like, well, we you know, we all are pledging allegiance to this flag. But if justice is not given to all men, all your history will repeat again. Yeah, and, and, and not just timely to when it was written, when the song was written and now, but yes. also like when the events themselves occurred at, Ex in right. that roll call, you know, through yes. the second half. Like, um, so for people who haven't heard of him before, Crispus Attucks, he, he was the first person to die at the Boston Massacre, which was the first death that led into the American Revolution. Right. So like the first American revolutionary kind of martyr, if you want, or person who died as part of the revolution yeah. was a black man. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was relevant then. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. it, and, and so, um, you know, I think that there's something to be said about, obviously, you can deliver the, that information, those lessons in in a million ways. But I think there was something about the fact that Stevie Wonder was able to package it in a way that was, dare I say, catchy. Yes. Like it was, it's, yes. it's good listening. Yes. But also like, if you listen to it, you're going to learn you, right. about this. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so other than like the, the piecemeal history lessons, like did you and your father, did he, did he kind of sit you down and be like, this song <laughs> is about this idea? Like, did you guys have a talk about that? The well, in terms of this particular song, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, we would, you know, when I would ask him about, okay, well, what's he talking about here? What mm -hmm. does it mean? And then um, it'll stretch at the end where, all, you know, they're asking questions and all the kids are, you know, screaming out the answers. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this isn't, I'm not learning this at school. So, yeah. you know, you know, why, why is that? And so we would sit down and just have, you know, conversations, all of us about, okay, why is this relevant? What is he talking about and why is this message important? And again, as, you know, a history teacher, he was loving that. But then also just as it being relevant to us as an African-American family mm -hmm. at the time in an area that did not have that many of us, it was relevant in terms of um, 
you know, kind of the the things that we would go through every day, some of the experiences that we had and just, um, you know, just the overall struggle of America, its past and how it kind of needed to reconcile its past mm-hmm. and maybe hadn't quite done that. Right. So those are the conversations that we had around that song that I just remember at a young age, understanding like the heaviness of it, but you can't really fully comprehend it until you kind of get to a certain point and look back at it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, how how old is your oldest? My oldest daughter? Yeah. She is, my oldest kids are 24. And your youngest? 12. And have you had, first of all, this song with them? Yes. And, and that yes. thematic conversation absolutely, with them? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And then you can, um, you know, kind of match it up to um, the the things that they hear and understand now. I mean, there's so much more, I think, you know, at least my kids and kids now, I think overall are just a little bit more conscious than what we ever were. And I think it's because of all the different places that they can get information and how fast they can get yeah. it. Information or misinformation, that right? Too. And yeah. so, um, you know, the conversations just kind of flow in the things that they um the, the music that they listen to, I think it's easier for them to say, okay, I, I'm listening to this old song that had this message. And they're like, okay, let me play this song for you that's this mm-hmm. recent song that also kind of matches up to that same message. And I love having those conversations with them. Have you played for them, um, or, or vice versa, actually, um, uh, Kanye West's Blood on the Leaves? I have not played that for them. Are you familiar with that mm-hmm. piece? So, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, the, I, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to remember, I feel really bad. I think it was, I think it was Clay, who we had one of our guests. He's a, yeah. he's a teacher here. Uh, yeah. He's a history teacher here. Oh, and it was Adam Malloy. It was, it was Adam. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, yes. and he talked about his students and, and you know, because Fort Myers has a history mm-hmm. that is relevant to that song, but also just like he was showing them like, look, here's an artist today making a song today using a song from right. whatever, you know, uh, mm-hmm. 90, but, whatever it is, right. 80 mm-hmm. years ago. Right. And that song was mm-hmm. I believe it was from the 20s, yeah, the 1920s, so, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And, and even then, you know, um, it's, it's that, that recording is older than the, is younger than the poem, mm-hmm. Strange right. Leaves. Right. So like, it's, you know, <laughs> there's, there are reverberations of things, right. but you can still learn it today it, right. from a new artist. So Absolutely. Um, yep. Uh, can you tell me uh, the first music that you found that you liked independent of family? Oh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, hip hop. That up and coming of that in the 80s and, what you know, your, the things your, that we were listening to. What was your to. step into hip hop? What was the gateway? Um, you know, the gateway was probably, I mean, I guess what a lot of people's gateway was with um, Rapper's Delight in, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what that was, 1979, 1980. And then right after that, you know, grandma, the Grandmaster Flashes of the World run. with the message and all that. Yeah, yeah. you run DMCs, yeah. like all of that. Anything we could kind of get our hands on, because at, at that point, there was not huge radio play of this, at least where we were. And um, there was no... Um, television stations at that point for us that were playing a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of this, um, 
you know, kind of like this network of your friends that you get together. Yeah. There, there was no internet. You could just download songs from. So it was these network of your friends that you get when everybody, when anybody could, you know, sit, scrape up enough money to get the latest record or get the latest tape, you know, with, you know, so, you know, LL Cool J, all of that. So that was like my first gateway into that. I had to explain boom boxes to my daughter. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> not, I mean, not that she understood when she saw what it was, but but she was like, why, why? Yeah, right. Why, explain, why are you carrying that? Like, That's got to be heavy. I was like, well, if what you want to listen to isn't on the radio, right? That's right. And you're not in your house. That's that's that's, that's how you listen that's to it. it. Like you yes. gotta take the music with you, and so yes. you needed a speaker. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's it's hard for them, I think, to imagine or really understand. Like now, anything that they want to listen to is so e- readily accessible. There's usually now radio stations that'll play like whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. you know whatever genre it is that you're into yeah. um you've got tv stations that you could turn into when people did play videos on tv mm-hmm. that you could see them mm-hmm. there um your internet so spotify apple music anything you prefer where you can just download whatever it is that you want so they can't imagine that time where it's like oh, well yeah. that music that we wanted to listen to depending on where you lived it wasn't readily accessible like that yeah i you know? actually kind of miss the the randomness like the jukeboxiness of yeah. of like um of mtv yeah because you it forced you yes to experience music that you wouldn't normally listen to right because radio had already become uh, genre segmented mm-hmm, by then mm-hmm. I, like way before that like like this is a rock station this is a rap station yes. this is r&b this is soul like but but there was only the one mtv for quite a while right. and so like you want to see music videos okay so here's run dmc and then i was, I was gonna say here's aerosmith but i guess you could see them at the same, same time at the same time that's right <laughs> but, together but like but you, you might you might catch like you know a rock then a rap then an r&b yes then like i don't know electronic yeah like you, they they would just flow into each other mm-hmm. and while if you don't like those one of them you might just you know well i guess i'll have to sit through it right. but you might also go oh Cool. I kind of like that. That's a, yeah. I'll buy that album. Right. Um, yes. So speaking of. So that was kind of the first music I yeah. got into that maybe my parents weren't so much <laughs> into. Yeah. So. Um, I killed that uh, Bigger Endeavor tape. Like LL Cool J. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was. Uh, wore it out. Yeah, wore it out. Um, tape when just was popped the, on me. <laughs> when was the last time you did buy physical music <laughs> that you remember anyway? Like when. Physical music. You know what? The last CD. Mm-hmm. That I remember buying would have been Corinne Bailey Ray. And that was in the 90s. She's a, I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with her, but she's a British artist that Mm is um, heavy R&B. Okay. So um, probably if I paid a couple of her songs, you'd be like, oh, okay. Very likely. Uh, Yeah, I'm terrible um, with names. I I loved her album, her her self-titled album that came out. It was sometime in the 90s. And um, every road trip I went, I was popping that CD in and playing that. That was the very last CD I can remember buying. You still have it? Yes. <laughs> Do you know where it is? Um. Yes, I know all the all the old music is yeah. um all the old CDs and cassette tapes are in boxes in my garage, mm-hmm. and the kids get a kick out of going through it. Sometimes yeah. we're like, "What? What is this? What were you listening to? What do they look? What are they wearing?" <laughs> Sometimes we go on a road trip and I'll, I'll, I'll grab one of my old CD books yeah, and I'll just yeah. be like, Hey, listen, you know, we all, I've got, I've got thousands of songs on my phone, but I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this in That's 15 right. songs That's on right. the CD. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, Missed the days where you had to actually, you had to listen to the whole thing. There mm-hmm. was no skip. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you just, you know, if you have to lucky. You have to shuffle. If you're right, lucky. That's right. Or even on the cassette. Tape, on a cassette it's like, okay, it. you that's had it. to fast forward yeah. through if you yeah. didn't want to hear it. So it's like, you're listening to 
the whole entire yeah. thing. And the whole entire thing was good at that point, you know? Do you ever, do you ever make or receive any, give or receive any mixtapes? <laughs> I mean, not recently. No, but ever. back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to, um, depending on what the situation was, mm-hmm. like, okay, so you got your little, uh, you know, boyfriend going on. So you, you always, there had to have been a gift tape mix of all the little slow jams at that little point in time. So definitely had a couple of those. And then like, you know, the couple of the party mixes, like with all of the songs that your parents didn't want you to listen to <laughs> because it had, they had choice language in it, yeah. you know? So all those mixtapes. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, and just trying to, that whole process of trying to get it, oh, cut yeah. it just right, and right? The order, the rewinding and, yeah. and the stopping right at the in the order that you wanted it in. That's that's funny, but yeah. <laughs> what um, what's the first song you think of when I say school dance? Ooh. I'll tighten that up. Uh, school slow dance. Oh, the first song I think of. Oh man, has to ha- had to be. Um, always Atlantic Star. So that was, you know, a big R&B song back in my probably mid 80s. Um, So that's the first first song I think of, because, boy, we played that out at that point in time. But, you know, that that song was the was the little jam at that point in time for everybody. (laughs) Uh, Do you do you listen to radio music in your car or do you kind of play what you what you want to play? I you know, sometimes I listen to um, the kids laugh because I listen to a lot of news. I listen to a lot of NPR hey, in the car, so actually. Much. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm listening to a lot of NPR in the Works car. Out. But exactly. But um, I do flip on the radio every now and then. And when I do, and the kids are in the car, they get annoyed with me. They're like, nobody listens to the radio anymore. <laughs> like, put on the blue, because, you know, I'm flipping channels. Like, yeah. if I don't like what's on, then yeah. I'll flip channels to somewhere else. And they're like, why don't you just turn on whatever you want? And I'm like, because I don't know what I want. Like, I want to be surprised. Today. But you know what? There's okay. I, I have to. I'm an advocate for this because I, I also, you know, yeah, I like I like to put my phone connected to the car. Yeah. Enjoy my music. But I'll tell you what. When I get home, if I'm in the middle of a song that I really love, I just get out of my car. Yeah. But if I'm listening to the radio. Yes. And and like I hear a song. Yeah. Start that I really want to hear. I don't know why. Driveway ha- moment. I probably have the song on my phone. Like I could just go inside and listen to it. But something about the fact that it's like coming through the air. Right now. Driveway moment. Yeah, I have a driveway moment. Until it's done. Absolutely. I did that the other day. So funny. My yeah. husband guy was just sitting in the car. Yeah, my it wife new, goes It was a new a edition. <laughs> it was a new edition. It's like and my husband surprise. comes out and he's like, what it's, are you yeah. doing? Why are you just sitting in the car? I'm like, I'm just. Just hits different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta. You can't just cut it off like that, you know? All right. Um, do your kids listen to any music that just doesn't do anything for you? <sighs> yep. <laughs> yes, and what would yes, that be? They, yes, they do. They listen. And I shouldn't say doesn't do anything for me. I guess I li- they listen that to some music that I just to if don't they, Yeah, if they didn't ask or put it on. Yeah, yeah. Right? What would that be? And I knew that I was getting, that's what I felt like, okay, am I getting old? Because <laughs> I am, you know, I am a hip hop fan. I grew up on mm-hmm. it. So I am a fan. And I, you know, I, I felt like I could rap with the best of them. You know, I was reciting everything from Wu-Tang to Tupac to Biggie and all of that. I love all of that. But then sometimes I'll listen to the hip hop that they're listening to. And mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm like, I don't understand what they what they're saying. Like, <laughs> it's like so I had to pull up the lyrics and be, I'm like, do you understand what he's saying? And then my son will be next to me just reciting, just reciting. And I'm like, OK, it's me. I'm getting old. I just can't. <laughs> I 
can't hear because he obviously understood exactly everything that they were saying, and I just can't understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a difference but. between understanding and just knowing the words that they're saying. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. Yes, you can probably yes. not understand what he's saying, you know, what the message is, but you can easily say the exact words they're saying. Yes, right? just yes. Repeating. But so I, it, could, I couldn't even do that at yeah. that point because I'm like, what is... You can hear the sound, the, but you I don't know what you're saying. I can hear the sounds, but I can't <laughs> discern the actual words. Yeah. And I know, yeah. I'm like, and, but I'm a hip-hop fan, so I know it's not just, I, I, I got an yeah. ear, but I don't know, the way that just the tempos and the, mm-hmm. the way that they string words together yeah. now, and also the... Um, the you know some of the slang that they use again i figured out i was getting old because i'm like hey what does New that words. mean i don't even know what that word means what does that mean yeah. you know and then they'll break it down to me so i think you know now specifically i mean some of the now there's some music they listen to that I really really like i can get yeah. down with them on that but some of the you know artists that they listen to and gosh i can't even i'm trying to think of one right now i'm like eh, you know it's okay but not so much like a mm-hmm. um you know they listen to Lil Baby a lot. So and I'm like, yeah. This is this is speculative, but I think that probably a lot of it is um the the intended venue, right? So if you're gonna have um like sit back and listen or uh personal album listens, yes, um, or even like like party listening, but like sitting <laughs> enjoying the music, that's a different like you're gonna build a different product, yeah. especially for rap or hip hop. Yeah. Um than than club. Yes. And I think that somewhere in like the early 2000s, I think a lot of production shifted towards like, will this play in the club? Right. And if you're going to do that, like, you, first of all, you need to be able to like dance to it or like at least bop to it. Like yes. you can't Like you can't just sit. Yes. And, you know, I, I was good. Like I'm, I'm good through Eminem's catalog. Right. But at no right. point is any of that like, that's a, that's club that's, music. That's a club no, song. Right. No, I'm going to get not. up and dance to that. But like yeah. tra- trap music, like all day. Yes. But, but if you want to sit and listen to it, it can yeah. be a little much. Yeah. But like, but if, if you're in a room full of people and it's going like, yeah. or driving, yes. like it's really good driving. So, um, yes. I, I get, I get the differences, but I'm kind if of, I have a s- drink or something. There you I, mean, go. I don't know. Oh, let's, okay. So let's ask that now. I, that's, you're, you're skipping way ahead. <laughs> um, it's all about the vibe. Yeah. It is about the vibe. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you were, if 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 a bartender was to name a cocktail after you, what would they make? Like uh, it's like a custom drink named after you. A custom drink named after me? Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Or like inspired by you? It'd be it'd be something. It'd be something blue. Okay. So whatever they need to put into it to make blue it Curacao. blue. Okay. Here we go with um. Tequila, it's my favorite. Yeah, let's go together. Okay, so and it would be like a blue lightning or something like that. Blue lightning, yeah. I love it's that. like this is like a there's a lot of power to it, but right. you know it, but it's still it'll smooth you out, smooth and easy. But there's a lot of power to it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're building a little cocktail. We'll have book. to. That's that's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. I think it's time for your second song. Um. Do you want to do the story or do you want to listen first? What do you want to do? Um. Let's let's listen first. Okay. Let's listen first. All right. Uh, this is nothing but a G thing by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. It's the radio edit, um, and it's from <laughs> it's from uh, Dre's debut solo album, The Chronic. Oh, oh The I, Chronic. I know it. I know you know it. Oh, I know man. you know it. Play everybody, everybody enjoy. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dump. You asked while we were listening, <laughs> would people hear us if we sing along? <laughs> 
So <laughs> I'm going to assume you know every word. I know every word. To the entire Chronic album. Every word of that song. Anybody, I think, who was alive at the time when that came out, I mean, if that's if you were into that, man, everybody knows the words to that. So <laughs> Everybody I, was singing along with that. I want to hear your story, but I just want to share a thing real fast because it's <laughs> what I think about when I think about that album is I went to a school where we, we weren't allowed... Um, to play anything like that at any point in school. But really? in our art class, yes. um, the teacher said she would let us play, she would let us bring whatever music we wanted. Yes. But it had to be instrumental versions. Ah. And that wasn't as, that easy to get back then. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I had friends who had, uh, they had Napstered, like the the backtrack. <laughs> Napster. To the to yes. chronic. Yes. To the chronic. And so, like, we all... Would spend all of art class just with the just with the beat and yes, the track, yes. And you could hear everybody kind of mumbling the words, You're right? Because <laughs> we all knew it, but, but nobody could, you know. Yeah, right, um, right. All right. So, so where does that take you? This is classic. It takes me back to college. That's like my the the college experience there. That was what everybody was listening to at that point. So any jam, any party you went to. You, we were going to be listening to that for years, even after that mm-hmm. came out. And it spawned so many other things. It spawned, you know, everything with Snoop Dogg, everything with um, everybody else that came out on death row, like uh, Nate Dogg and Warren G and, you know, all those guys. And it was just that vibe, mm-hmm. that that kind of that kind of funky underlay of the music. And then just the lyrics that kind of hit you just just right. And um, just that whole vibe was like everywhere you went, everything was a gin and juice jam. Didn't matter whether they had alcohol there or not. That's what it was yep, going to yep. be called because it was just that time. And just all of the kind of good times and the chill vi- the chill times at college where we were just hanging out in somebody's room or we went to a party or we were hanging out on campus and it was, you know, we called it the set where everybody hung out yes, and, yeah. you know, everybody was there. At some point in time, that was going to be playing. And so yeah. it just takes me back to just the whole, the whole, my whole college experience was just kind of wrapped around that 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 era, that album, that song. <laughs> I think that I think that album, like, also I'm punched into mainstream mm-hmm. media. Like, yes. like uh, up until then, rap and especially like stuff that was like adjacent to like gangster rap mm-hmm. was was mostly just like it was it was niche listening and culturally. Like people were, they only knew about it because the news would talk about right, it, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. But um, like Tipper Gore's uh, yes. media campaign with uh, yes. parental, uh, parental advisory labels. Kicked off by Prince, I think. Kicked off by <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I believe so. I think that was where it started with that Purple way. Rain. That's yeah. right, yes. Okay. All right, I have to tell, since you've mentioned it twice now, <laughs> I have to tell my favorite Prince thing awesome. that I learned from my canary. Um, uh, the recording of Purple Rain that you hear on the album. Yes is a live recording when he debuts the song. Really? Like he this that is an actual it's not a studio. He's playing it in front of people, but the but the the mixing was so immaculate that like it it sounds clean and it sounds right. amazing. And I think there are studio versions that don't sound the same as that original one because right. of that. Like it's 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 That's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So I get hyped every time Prince gets mentioned because yes. he is one of my favorite like i would say like throughout the years of me learning about music he has topped michael jackson for me for being like the second most favorite artist right and not to get like sad or gloomy or whatever but not too long ago it was his anniversary of his of his passing Mm -hmm. yeah 
And on that day, I went to, uh, I guess, the nearest place I can get a record, Barnes & Noble, mm -hmm. and I got the Purple Rain <sighs> vinyl. So yeah. good. And I played it all night long, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's something about that. Yep. Like, yeah. holding it in your hand and then putting it on and listening to it. It's, and... it's not the same if you get it, like, from Spotify, from the internet, or whatever. It's just, it's it's like a whole vibe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was doing something yeah. <laughs> different at the time oh, yeah. yes. that like you could get, you could get R and B, mm -hmm. you could get rock, right? Like you could get a little bit of like their soul there. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. A little was, bit of funk there. Like, oh, yeah, definitely funk. And, and I think he also helped to make some of that accessible for all of those audiences. Oh, yes. Like there are people who had never really gotten into a rock song, but when Prince plays a solo, you're like, maybe I like, maybe I like, maybe this. I like this that. Nice. That's right. That's I was, right. I was really happy when he played uh, su the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I think a whole, yeah. I literally think a whole generation that's of people so were like, wait, that's Prince. Like that's what Prince is like. That yes. is Prince. Because they had never, they never heard it. They just yes. kind of, he was this guy with the purple yeah. jumpsuit and <laughs> yes. he had a weird symbol and nobody knew what his name was anymore. <laughs> but like when they saw that show, they were like, oh, okay. I, I like Prince. Turns out I like Prince. Um, yeah. Okay. Man so was a genius. Yeah. Um, you should share with your kids uh, if you haven't yet. Um, there was a there was a guy on YouTube. His name was Wes, um, and he did a series of Dr. Seuss raps. Oh, and okay. He what he did was he he used uh, a lot of old school rap backtracking, including the Chronic, but he but he rapped straight from the books. Um, and the first one that I saw, and I think it might be the first one he did, was Fox and Socks. Yeah. But he does it to the difference between you and me. Uh, okay. <laughs> and okay. It's, it's killer. My daughter. I did just want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> he so said his name West is Wes. Wes Tank. Now, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So here, let's, let's listen real fast. Um, just so you can hear. It's, it's really good. Um, he, it's so good. And it got so popular that the Dr. Seuss channel yeah. ended up, like, I think, buying it from him. Really? Yeah. My daughter loves, she's eight. This is her jam. And this is how she thinks it goes. <laughs> Take it slowly. This book, book is, is dangerous. dangerous. Uh, first I'll make a quick trick brick stab. Then I'll make a quick trick brick stab. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I, make, I don't even know what makes somebody think of to do that, but yeah. that is amazing. It's I love really that. Good. He, so he does the Lorax. He does uh, Cat in the Hat. Like he did a series of them. And I they love are, it. You should play them for your kids because they it. are so good. I um, love that. Okay. Um, but that, 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 isn't that classic though? Chronic, yeah. Chronic it's is just, it's just, it's just classic. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we have this and I don't, I try to, I really do try to really listen to the music that the kids listen to because they have put me onto some stuff that I probably would have never heard that yeah. I like, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like you were asking earlier about, okay, what do your kids listen to that you just really don't get into? Well, my son loves NBA Youngboy. He's a hip hop artist. You've lost me. Huh? Okay. No idea. He's a hip hop artist. <laughs> I believe you. Pretty, pretty popular. Sure. And so, you know, sometimes it's just like, okay, I'm listening to that. I'm like, okay, compare that to this, you yeah. know, and then I'll listen. I'm like... You can't tell me that that's better. Like, tell me what you <laughs> what you like about that, right? Yeah. Well, you got you know you guys should use, you guys should have an exchange right. like a, a every X like once a week, once yes. a month. Like, yes. like you have to listen to something, and he has to listen to something. Absolutely, and absolutely. Then, like, what you thought about it? Absolutely, it was, and it was actually it was funny. It was, I think it was my I think it was my birthday, and we were all just you know sitting around the house having my little birthday party or whatever. So we decided we got into this conversation about whose music was better Ooh. and all of this. So we decided, okay, we're going to have 
we're we gonna have a dance off right here. I play one, you play one. Mm-hmm. I get years. I think I got years like two thousand back, and you get years two thousand forward. And let's see. So we were just going back and forth. And every round, somebody had to judge. It was like an Instagram versus in our house. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the two. So we had, a, we really did have a good time with that. Because it's like, okay, we we all, we both have some good stuff. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you were not swayed. There's a clear winner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Clear winner. There, was a, there was definitely a clear winner. All right. Um, <laughs> did you ever see, see uh, Dre or Snooper or any of uh, no, in concert, you mean, any, no, yeah. unfortunately not live. Okay. No, I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a fan of uh, like stage musicals, like theater? Yes. I can't say that I've seen a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. when I do go to see them, I really like it. Okay. Yes. Considering the flow of this conversation, Hamilton? I have seen it. I see. I saw it when it came out on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Me so too. So I don't know that I, I saw if first. I was the last person on earth to see it. No, I don't we know, were watching but... it the same day. Okay. <laughs> but but we spent the entire next two months like just. I mean, just watching know, it over and over I know again. All of the words. Right. To all of right. Them, so. Yeah. Um, just watching it over and over again. Yes, that was an amazing experience, and it was actually I was sitting and I was watching with I think two of my daughters and. We were watching it at that point. You know, my youngest had absolutely no idea who he was. I learned a lot from it because I knew he was, but I certainly didn't know all those facts that they dropped in the musical about it. I was going to say your dad had probably it. planted a lot of seeds <laughs> right? before that. And I was like, this is really cool. And mm. even um, my dad really liked it, too. He needed some, you know, some subtitles. <laughs> yeah, that's how I plan to introduce right. my father to right. it as well. like, <laughs> but, um, but that was that was good stuff. I remember the first... I've only seen two Broadway plays, so it's not like I'm real versed in Broadway, but I did go to see Aida. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that at the time that it was playing. It was um, Michelle Williams from former Destiny's Child, yeah. Michelle Williams, yeah. that was playing the title role. So that was really cool. Um, my little one seems to really, my youngest daughter, she's 12, she seems to really like. Um, you know, stage productions. And so we go to the Barber B. Man when when people were doing that. Yep. And I would take her to see some things. And um, she really, she when Kinky Boots was there, she mm-hmm. loved Kinky Boots. She really liked that one. Uh, the Bodyguard and Deborah, Co- <laughs> Deborah Cox was playing. I did not know there's a stage version of that. There That's is. Great. It was Deborah Cox. She was okay, playing wow, wow. Whitney in that. Yeah. And so she was phenomenal. Um, and there's a couple of good ones coming up. I was just talking about um, they have a Temptations and a Donna Summer play that oh, is yeah. coming up next year in February. Sure. So we're definitely going to go check those out. So, so yes, I have found that even though I'm not extremely versed in stage productions, when I see them, I like them. Okay. Yeah. For the Temptations one, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. I'm pretty sure that's it because that's the one yes. that I'm most familiar with. Yes. It's so good. Like, it's it's basically the Temptations docuseries mm-hmm. movie thing. Yeah. But into a musical. But it's not only the Temptations. Even even the uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes are there yes. for, for a bit, you know. Wow. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So I have it on on vinyl. Like, the records. Oh, wow. I was, I was talking yeah. to her about it before the show. And, and I have it on vinyl on records. And I would listen to it every now and then. It's a long thing, too. Like, two both sides for both records, right? It's long. But it's amazing. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're I'm excited about going to check it out because especially we did um they had a, a Motown review yeah one at Barber B Man maybe three or four years ago I'm thinking and um went to go see that one and that was 
amazing. We had so much fun with that. And it just introduced my youngest daughter to some music that she had kind of heard. It's like, you know, listen to around the house, but hadn't paid as much attention to. But then when we went and saw that play, kind of brought it to life for her. And she was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you now. I like that. So yeah. it's fun. Uh, we had we had Frank Mann. Yes. Um, on this on this show. Yeah. He was like in our first year, I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, he was a very nice gentleman, and that's his mom's building. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so uh, what about um, movie music, movie musicals, uh, Disney or mm-hmm. et cetera? Yes. Like, are we fans of that in the house? Yeah. Oh, Maybe? yeah, absolutely. I'll take a, a good movie with music in it any day. So any musical. Oh, I, well, I guess, yeah, you I, guys had High, high School Musical, uh, exactly. which is like <laughs> the early exactly. version I of it. Love it. And then there's actually this new, it's actually a TV, it's a series on, I think it's Netflix, I don't know, but um, one that uh, my little girl was watching, so I hooked in with her on it. It's called something, Ju- Julie and the Phantoms, Josie and the Phantoms, something like that. Something new that just came on a Netflix not too long ago. Right now, hold on. But um, that one has a soundtrack to it and a bunch of music that she just is loving. She is listening to that all the time now. Yeah, it's uh, Julie and the Phantoms. Julie and the Phantoms. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> So we're checking that out. Um, oh, I like that uh, the Netflix recommended or, or next to it are Les Mis and Fiddler on the Roof. There you like, go, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, man, we know what you want. <laughs> I'm not, yes. Um, I mean, The Wiz, even though, I mean, that's a, oh, a, wow. a yeah. musical proper. But oh, man. No, I, I remember growing is. up yeah. with that um, that record for the soundtrack down, for The Wiz. The exactly. And even before I had actually seen the play itself, listening to all the mu- all the music from mm-hmm. it. And so, yeah, so I I, I love a good musical. <laughs> uh, do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory that you'd be willing to sing with us here? Oh, oh, geez, a bunch. Recent or current? I'll go, I mean, current or I would historical. say one that, you, one, one that you feel like is like buried in there that like you definitely know all the words or you feel like you do. <laughs> Probably... Scooby Doo. That, that was that was oh, yeah, my okay. yeah, yeah. my absolute favorite cartoon growing up. Every day after school, I come home, hit the couch, watch Scooby, eat some Oreos. <laughs> that was I, I just love Scooby. I I was always surprised at who did it. That's funny, right? In this room, I'd be like, no, no way. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, the innocence of you. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, I like that the way they always said the name, at, like, Mr. Harper. <laughs> right, like, yeah, right. it's the only other guy in the show. Um, unless you thought one of the Globetrotters did it. Right. Like, it's definitely going to be that guy. Um, right. The, and there's another thing. It introduced you to people that you would have no idea who these people were, I, except I saw them on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, canonically, Batman and Scooby-Doo exist in the same universe. <laughs> they were friends. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and sing it here. So let's see what, let's see what you got. All right. Do it. Oh, you actually got Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me, cause I can see the way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve a Scooby-Doo, be ready for your act. Don't hold back. A Scooby-Doo, if you come through, you're gonna have yourself a Scooby snack. That's a fact. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, here are you. You're ready and you're willing. If we can count on you. 
Scooby-Doo. I know you'll catch that villain. Yeah. Classic. Well Classic done. TV. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, there was a new Scooby movie that came out very recently. Yes. Yeah, it was funny true. how... My family found it funny how excited I was about that movie. <laughs> like the kids didn't even want to watch it. I made them sit down and watch it. I was like, we're watching this Scooby movie. I and had, I loved it. <laughs> I had a, in this very room, pretty much where you're sitting, a Scooby-Doo expert. Like a Scooby-Doo historian. I'm not joking. That is like part of his title. Um, it was like the the anniversary. Or yes. Some, or, or I think maybe the creator had passed away a couple of years ago. Yes, yes. And he was, in, he was on vacation from... I don't somewhere in the Midwest, I think, but like he was here, and um, and he the BBC got a hold of him. That's and, amazing. And, and they sent him to uh, you know they needed to connect to talk, so they brought him into the studio. And I was like, hi, okay, so what are we doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm like a I'm a Scooby Doo expert, <laughs> and he's so he's a amazing. he's a media expert. He knows like he's basically did like history of animation in America. Yes, but like that means that he knows like he could probably name. Every voice actor, director, and writer on Scooby. Like, he, he knows all of it. That is amazing. I love it. Was, I love it. It was crazy. Um, okay. <laughs> that was great. I'm really happy about that. Um, if you were a championship wrestler, what would be your walk-on music? Oh, <laughs> my walk-on music. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's 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 a funny question. You got her, Jared. Because right, right. Because it's got to be a little bit hype, but it's got to say you mean business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, get ready, temptations. That Maybe. would be that would that would be a good one. That would be a good one. I'm thinking something along the lines of like a cream, Wu Tang. Mm, yeah. yeah, I. Uh, well, Wu Tang ain't nothing to mess with. Right, that's right. That's right. That's what I hear. <laughs> All right. Something like that. It's close. <laughs> that's so I, I that's me that preventing be... having to do work later. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. That's that would be it. It's like it's a little hype. It's got yeah. a nice little plus up tempo. Plus, it kind of plays in but, if you've got an entourage, right? right? Like it's a song with lots of voices. It, 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 ex- exactly. Yes. All right. It's time for your last song. Uh, what did you bring us for this third song? So the third song, I'll tell the story first. Sure. If that's yeah, okay. yeah, let's do it. So I, you were asking about my kids before, and I told you I had a, a kids uh, with a pretty big sp- time span between mm-hmm. them. Oldest ones are 24, and my youngest one um, is 12. So, And there's five in, in, in that span. <laughs> so I remember it was probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago probably at this point, um, my my second daughter, she comes running in. It's the middle of the night. It's midnight. I think we got, she's got school. I got work the next day. And she says, hey, you got to wake up. Justin Bieber's coming out with his new single and the video and you got to watch it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem like a wake like, up in the first, middle of the right, night first kind of, all, of a situation. What are you doing up? Because you have to go to school tomorrow. But second of all. All right. If you're this excited about it, we'll wake up and we'll watch it and we'll listen to it. If I remember correctly, because, you know, it's just that we we all have those right. Those those singers or those artists that you were just 
in love with, yeah. you know, at whatever age. And I just, you know, so I'm like, okay, so we're waking up. I, f- I feel that I can. What a mom. I can, you know, I, I can totally relate to that because yeah. we've all, you know, had that. So I'm like, all right. So I wake up. I think it was as long as you love me, if I'm not mistaken. And so we wake up and we listen to that song. And we watch that video. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So then fast forward to just remember, so this is 10 or 12 years ago. Fast forward to, I think about three weeks ago. There I am again, chilling. I think it's Saturday night. Close to midnight. I'm in my room, laying down, decompressing. I've done my mom job for the day, and I feel like it's my time now. Mm-hmm. Here comes my little, my little girl running into the room. Justin Bieber's coming out with this new song tonight. You got to listen to it. And I'm like, what? It is 10 years later. Why am I still waking you. up he in the middle of the again. night for Justin Bieber? He won't Why leave you is alone. It, this guy won't go away, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Justin Bieber, so, I just want to sleep. So right, exactly. So I'm like... All right, great, fine. So she's all excited about it. And then I'm like, well, what is it? What's it called? So I look on, you know, Peaches, and I see that it's featuring Daniel Caesar and Giveon, which mm. are two um, R&B artists right now that actually the kids put me on to that I absolutely love. So I'm like, all right, if it's got Giveon in it, I'll give it a try. Okay, come on, let's listen to it. And um, I... I like this little jam. I really do. I think he did something with that. I'm like, okay, Justin, you got something going on here. So he definitely is stuck around for a long time. So you can't, can't knock him for that one. But I just thought that it was funny. And I really thought about that when she came in. I was like, this is deja vu. Like I did this <laughs> all these years later. And I'm still waking up in the middle of the night for this dude. What is going on? So well, let you, shall we listen to it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Uh, this might be, for the record, I'd have to research, but this might be the most recently released song that somebody has ever come in with a story All on. Right. So um, this is Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring Giveon and Daniel Caesar from uh, Justin Bieber's 2021 album, Justice. If you got to turn turn the tables there and wake your daughter up at midnight and make her listen to a song, what song would you make her listen to? <laughs> Um, I'd probably wake her up for, uh, probably Tupac, Me Against the World. Okay. Yeah. That's my little, that's my little, you know, my little hype jam going to work in the morning. Sometimes I'll, I'll just replay that one over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, ex- I, I, I think that we've ex- experienced a parallel here in you know, being allowing your kid to be excited about something <laughs> that you kind of just have to like swallow yes. um, because uh, I realize that I'm guilty of it. And so I have to uh, turn about as fair play. When I was young, uh, I listened to a lot of Alvin and the Chipmunks mm, albums mm, because that was which, painful. Which for mom doctor, and dad. which doctor is like really catchy. <laughs> But I understand that I hurt my parents. It was painful for mom and dad, and I know. <laughs> well, there are there are fully two feature length films with Alvin and the Chipmunks there now. Are. Yes, and those and the the soundtracks from those movies are on repeat in my living room. Yep. And the other week we sat down to watch Chipwrecked. <laughs> Because yeah. because it was my daughter's turn to pick the movie, yeah. and she was incredibly excited about this prospect, and we were we were just kind of like, "You're right, yeah. let's watch it, let's, uh, let's, let's do it." And it wasn't terrible, but no, like, no. but 
Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You could have found something else to do with that hour and a half. It was yeah. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But when I yes. told my mother that that had happened, she seemed to be less concerned about. She was not feeling yeah. sorry for you. No. Like, so. Yeah. She was like, yeah, let me tell you when you. Like, she was <laughs> yeah. not feeling yeah. sorry for you. She was like, oh, I wonder what it's like. Um, and, then, and then the funny part about their experience, you know, their, um, you know, the stuff like that now is that now they can you can immerse yourself in so many other different things because not only is it the movie, but you can dive into the internet and you can find all these other little YouTube videos that mm-hmm. then they want to watch. Like they'll want to pull you down the rabbit hole with all that. And I'm like, Hey, I only, I, I was going to attach an hour and a half to this and three hours later, yeah. like, no, right. <laughs> I didn't sign up for fandom. Right? I just said I would watch a movie with <laughs> That's you. Ex- exactly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Is there a particular song that you avoid listening to because of a memory or a story that you associate it with? Mm. Um. Not, not that I can think of. Got her again. I can't. Oh, was I gone? Oh, well, got you. Got gotcha. me again. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like. Not that I can think of. I don't, I cannot think of any music that I necessarily associate with negative things in life. It was like, it was always a positive escape that I can remember. Those attachments happen for good memories. Yeah. 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 If you could broadcast a song into the head of every person on the planet uh, simultaneously, what song would that be? Ooh. I should warn you, you're in the lightning round. That doesn't mean you have to answer fast. I'm going to go. You're just going to be unrelated to uh, each other. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So there is pro- probably two, right? So I'll, mm. my first I'll go with, is that not allowed? <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a stickler. Stickler for the rules. Okay. Yeah. So no, I'm, you can tell us both. I'm, I'm going to go with the first one. The first, okay. my first song that I went with today, uh, Black Man by Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I would broadcast that. Cool. I, I really would. I just think the, the message, the way that it's delivered, it just is, there's nothing else that's packaged quite like that. All right. Since that was one of your three songs, I'm going to mm-hmm. let you off the hook. What's the other song? Mm-hmm. The other, the other one, yeah. which is, uh, probably goes along with waking my kids up at midnight to hear it. <laughs> My absolute favorite song right now. I'm just, you know, have it on repeat, you know, going wherever I'm going. But that new little Bruno Mars track, um, Leave the Door Open. Yeah. Okay. That will. Yeah. Right. I like that. You know what? I, um, I, have you considered the prospect that, so the last time, the first time the Justin Bieber thing happened was four years ago or so. Is that right? How, how long ago was the first one? Um, oh, it was a good 10 years ago. Well, she wasn't two. Um. No, that was my other daughter, though. Oh, oh, a different, a different your first daughter, and then your second. A daughter. different daughter. Oh well, then good news because right. I was going to say that a the, different daughter. That there was a prospect of when she's like sixteen or seventeen, this might happen again. Yeah, right. The same one. Absolutely. Yeah, so. it was a whole different daughter. She was my twenty-two-year-old <laughs> who was then ten or twelve. She should have woken her older sister up then. Right. That's what should have happened. <laughs> exactly. You didn't exactly. Need to be involved. Okay. Um, but she knew she wasn't having that. No. <laughs> uh, if you had to guess. Uh, what song do you think you've listened to the most times in your life? Oh. Oh, jeez. Probably the most times in my life. Mm. Probably Notorious B.I.G., Juicy. There's not an event that I have that I don't, I'm not, 
playing that. It's on the playlist. <laughs> there's not, you know, there's not a time where I'm just chilling, listening to music where I don't play that. Mm. When I go out and exercise, it's on my little jog, it my makes, jog playlist. It makes every playlist. Yeah. It makes every single playlist. <laughs> it's on every single one. So I would think probably that song I have listened to more times in my life than anything. Okay. Are there any bands or musicians you really like uh, that maybe some of our listeners wouldn't be familiar with or that you've found recently that you want to just kind of proselytize for for a second? Um, well, the two that I was talking about earlier, yeah. like Giveon and Daniel, yeah. Daniel Caesar, um, like I said, my, I don't think I might have ever heard of them had my kids not put me onto it. Okay. And so been listening to them quite a little bit. Also, um, a little funk blues type band, Black Pumas. I've been they listening to up, them I think, at one point quite a bit. I like them. I like them. Yeah. So I've been listening to them lately. So that's just kind of recent stuff that, um, you know, I've been listening to a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things that I've been having a little bit of fun with of stuff, older stuff, really, that I never really got into is um, Queen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been listening to them lately. I probably, again, was the last person on earth to see the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I think I that just movie reintroduced a lot of people saw it, to Queen and Freddie you Mercury know, and stuff. Yeah. Maybe six months ago I watched it, right? Yeah. And um, I was watching it with my daughter. And so I was like, you know, some of the things, the songs in the movie, I was like, oh, that was Queen. I didn't know that that was them, right? Mm-hmm. But then some of the music I had never heard before. And so just going back and listening to some of the ones. And then it was funny because my youngest daughter... Um, I saw her, you know, her it popped up on her playlist and she had Killer Queen on there. I'm like, okay, you're listening to this too now. So I think Bohemian like, okay. Raspity is uh, overrated. My, my hot take. <sighs> that the, is a the very movie, hot The movie take. itself Wait, or the, the album? The song. Got it. The song okay. itself. Got it. Well, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. I won't say. Listen, it can be it can be overrated because that depends on how high people rate it. I okay, think that's that fair. It is a it is a killer song. I'm not saying it's a bad song. No, I, I know you didn't. <laughs> um, uh, it does it does everything correctly. Yeah, and I don't think there's any fat on it. Yeah, um, sure. But I think that there are better Queen songs. Okay, yes. That's it for a diplomatic answer, I think somebody to, I think somebody to love. Oh, yeah. Might be mm-hmm. maybe one of the best songs ever. Um, so you should, for your daughter, who has yeah. now found it, yeah. you should find the, show her the um, the George Michael version of uh-huh. Somebody to Love. Yes, okay. And um, and then um, Rite Aid, the, the big... The live concert. Yeah. The, or the, the, or the Wimbledon Live Aid. Yes. Rite Aid That's a different store. store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Live Aid. Um, or, or just like, yeah, is that is that the Wembley Stadium concert? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, yes. It's because there's... You can find it on YouTube and just watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's amazing. The live incredible performance is yeah. devastating, and um, you know there are some artists who are even if they're spectacular, they're the they're they're the same on stage as they are in the studio. Like yes. you, you get what you get, right? And mm-hmm. those might be tens, but Freddie Mercury on stage is a different animal. Yeah, like, he's so good. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll, right. have to, I, I'll have I to check that out with her. But um, it was just—I felt like it was something I just kind of missed. It well, was like, okay, you, I was growing up in that period of time, like you know, in the '80s, and I'm like, but it just wasn't any. I guess at that point, that music just was not on my radar yeah. at all. But then again, a lot happened in the '80s. Yes, yeah. when it comes to music. Yes, I yes, kind of, it did. I always kind of wished another one bites the dust could have done a, a Aerosmith Run DMC style mashup because the beat on like bump, bump, mm-hmm. bump, mm-hmm. like that's really ready for mm-hmm. for a hip hop artist to yes. jump in on and yes. just go Run off. DMC did Walk that's This Way right. from they, Aerosmith. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, so I oh, wish okay. that that somebody had done with Queen, with, especially with that. that, especially that song because yeah, that song that song's ready. Yes. I understand. Um, is there a local band or musician that you're a fan of that you want to prop up a little bit? Oh, um, oh, I don't. I don't know. You got me again. Okay. I don't That's know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No I'm not an sure answer. of any yeah. um, local yeah. bands or musicians. I don't, I haven't seen any recently. Is there an album that if you start it on track one, you got to go straight through the album? Mm. Well, absolutely. The, the Chronic. Yeah. That was <laughs> Ready to Die, yep. Notorious B.I.G., mm-hmm. and Purple Rain. All right. Hey, you got three. Prince, yes. Three. All right. Yes. That's, uh, those, those are going all the way through. There's no stopping. Right on. <laughs> Do you have a favorite band of all time? No. Does it have to be specifically bands or can it just be like... A musician. Artist, oh, okay. musician. Yeah. Okay. It can be... The, the question isn't which one. The question is, do you? So if the answer is no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I I do. Yeah. I yes. I I think I do, and it's almost like I break it up into genres because I feel like they're so different that you kind of have to break it down. Right, so too, let me do this. But... If all of the favorites of all the genres did a super concert, who would headline that concert? You're putting it on. <laughs> Dead or alive, right? Yes, Prince. dead or alive. Yes, I should say that. Yeah, Prince would definitely headline. Prince at the top. Okay, yes. then that's your answer. He would headline. Yeah, all for, right. for sure, for sure. All right. Um, how 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 did you find or enjoy the process of uh, kind of g- picking these songs? What like what did you you know? It was it was so hard because yeah. it's you know first of all it's just a unique question. It's like who asked? Okay, give me three th- songs that just kind of define certain periods in your mm-hmm. or certain things in your life. And I'm like, wow, you know. And then it just kind of you know, took you back to all of these different things. And it's like, I thought it was going to be a hard question, but I came up with a bunch of things. What was hard was how to narrow it down to the three. Cause I thought I was like three, you know, I don't know. What am I going to come up with? I have no idea. I got, I know you got a bunch of music that I like and songs that I like, but what significance do they have? But then when I started thinking about it, there was a list and Mm -hmm. I had to narrow down, narrow that sucker down. So that was, that was, interesting that's that's the interesting part about it was i thought i don't have anything to say like what story do i have to tell but then when i thought about it i was like oh yeah there's a lot of different things that just periods and points and things that happen in your life that correspond to a song something yeah, yeah. <laughs> time travel yeah, yeah yeah all right um what do you think your 14 uh, year old self would think about you right now oh <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i think that um I think she would be super surprised and super and happy. You what, would, know? what would surprise her? At well, at fourteen, I was the, I was the youngest of th- of three kids, mm-hmm. right? So and it didn't never had any younger brothers or sisters, um, and kind of close to the youngest one in my clan. So and when I say clan, I mean like all of our cousins and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You're yeah. the baby of the whole family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a couple younger, but we were all kind of in there. So. Yeah. I never had any like big experience with babies and stuff like that. And all, you know, all through growing up, I said, I, I really had no interest in having any kids. <laughs> well, now I have five. Yeah. So I think that my 14 year old self would be a little bit surprised at that. Sure. Like, okay, what the heck? But she would be um, excited about all the, all the experiences that that has brought. Okay. Right. 
and kind of, you know, where we ended up to, you know, when you're 14 and the things you think about what you're going to do with your life Mm -hmm. and how you view the world and what you're going to see to where, you know, I I am now, I I think she'd be satisfied with that. Do you think you were going to follow in your father's footsteps ultimately and work in in an educational environment at any point? No, (laughs) no, I didn't. It actually was, um, you know, he always encouraged it. He encouraged all of us, hey, think about you know, going into education and, you know, probably just because the fact that he said that, then we all felt like we can't do it, can't do it. Yeah. Right. But um, it's and and that's the rewarding part is that, um, you know, I did. I mean, I am not an educator, mm-hmm. but I do work with the school district and mm-hmm. where my my strengths are. And so, um, you know, in the financial arena. So I get to help make a difference in that way. Yep. And I was actually able to work with him. So that was oh, that was a lot of fun. Wow. I mean, we what, did. How did that go down? Well, I, I am the chief financial officer with the district uh-huh. and had been here several years. And then he was also um, an administrator in the district. He was a longtime teacher, assistant principal, and then ended his career, retired a few years ago as a principal. And so... You know, we work together all the time with when we give, you know, schools their allocations and I would work with him and um, on, you know, his school's allocation and all of that. So we got to, you know, work together and brainstorm in that Hmm. way in the same district, which was an awful lot of fun. I never had him in the classroom. My sisters did. I never did. Was, so, were you relieved or did you yeah, wish you had, had pro- At the time, yes. <laughs> at the time, yes. But now yeah. looking back at it, I wish that I had been able to have that experience. Sure. Right? But it was so much fun working with him. And we actually ended up, through that experience, we went to school together. So he and I both went back for our doctorate degrees together. So cool. we went through the program and graduated together. And it was just kind of an experience that um, we wouldn't have had had I not been working with the school district and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I've always wanted to do this, but I'm too old now. I'm like, no, you're not. Come on, let's do it. We'll do it together. Oh, and we, <laughs> that's awesome. And we just, so that was, you know, a unique experience for us. Maybe one day I'll get a doctorate with my daughter. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but um, I just would have not imagined that we, I would end up in the education and field working with him because it's not where I started out, right. you know? Yeah. All right. Of your three songs... Which would you choose to be the only song that you get to listen to forever? Which would you choose to guarantee listening by future generations? And which would you choose to erase from existence? Like it never happened. Oh, boo. Somebody's got to be erased altogether. (laughs) And all the things that come with that. Okay. All right. Well, definitely... For me, if there was one you said that I had to listen to forever, it's the only right? song you get to listen to for the rest of your life. I'd I'd go with Dr. Dre. I can listen to that. I could listen to that for the rest of my life and be good, be fine. So I would go with that. Just you know, it brings back a lot of good memories and you know all of the things. And it's it's worn well with time. Some of the things that yeah we listen to then, like I'll go back and listen to it, like I play it for the kids, and they're like, okay, I'm and I'm, I'm like, yeah, it didn't hold up that well, but even good, even good music that's <laughs> yes, older, yeah, still feels dated, right? But but the chronic is pretty. Th- that album is it feels yeah, new, yeah. So that 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 held up well with time. So I would, yeah. Okay. So I would go with All that. Right, so one. that's your every only music. If it was something you said, something to broadcast to the world. Uh, no, uh, you guarantee that it won't ever go. Like people will never forget about it. Oh, that that'd song be, will be popular forever. That'd be Stevie Wonder. There you go. For sure. For right. sure. And then, oh, uh, Justin, he has to go away all he together. Just, just came out. Right. Exactly. Jeez, he didn't get that much time out there on the on. But you would have slept rotation. in. Rotation. You would have slept in that night. I so. slept in that night. So, 
right. Okay, it's time to recommend three people that you promised to share the podcast with, and you think they'll be good guests for us. Oh, okay, so three people. I'm going to go with Miss Darcy Burrell. She is um, a good friend of mine and an administrator within the school district, and I think she would have a good musical history. Hi, Darcy. <laughs> I will also go with, uh, you'll tell me if you, this is anybody you've had before, if I, right? Yeah. And it's getting up there, so I'll do my best. I know, right? Um, I'll go with Ken Rosencrantz. We have not had Ken. Okay. He is another um, individual that works with me. Um, he is very musical. He plays guitar at least and I mean, we they they actually formed a little band from some of the people yeah. that work in the yep. in the building we have that at the university too we some professors. Have, yeah <laughs> we have we usually have a um a holiday karaoke contest and Do you sing they at always the karaoke play. contest mm, yeah sometimes what, what's your go-to karaoke sometimes song? well I skipped the karaoke is, question. What's the what? What do you you got? This it, is this is holiday karaoke. So okay. I wouldn't. I, and I so I would not do this at work. But actually, my go to karaoke is either um, Sir Mix a Lot, Baby Got Back, <laughs> yeah. or uh, Eminem, Lose Yourself. Also, cho- very those, good choice. Those yeah. those those are my two go to karaoke. Plus, I feel like if home. you can deliver, if you can deliver Eminem. Karaoke style, like yeah. on, like on yeah. rhythm. Yes, you can kill. Yes, like it's very... a- a- absolutely, absolutely. Okay. All right, back you, to the you. Got to come see us sometime. All right, so Ken. And then, so Ken. Yeah. Yes, and then last, I think would be Jeff Spiro, who is our chief academic officer. We have also not have him. All right, well Sorry. there you go. Okay, those those I think would be my three. All right, uh, do you have any final thoughts about? Being here, doing this whole thing. Oh, this was so much fun. I appreciate that. It just was something, just a time to just kind of talk about music you love and transport you back to those times and those scenarios, make you remember things that you haven't thought about in a while. So it was just a great way to spend, um, you know, a couple hours in the afternoon. So I really appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Amy. This has been awesome. (laughs) Thank you. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is our co-creator and host. Tara Calligan is our online content producer and occasional host. And Jared Gonzalez is our show intern. Chris Duffus is our executive producer, and our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For my parting tune this week, I'm going to urge everyone to go over to the Dr. Seuss YouTube channel and listen to Wes Rapp's Fox and Socks. The background track is from What's the Difference off the 92 Dr. Dre album, The Chronic. And I have absolutely no idea why it works so well, but it does. And while I do love me some Dre, the song now belongs to my daughter and my memories of her trying to keep up with the Tweedle Beetle Puddle Paddle Battle. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. I think he played Jethro Tull when I was anxious, <laughs> and I, I really considered it as a form of spousal abuse at the time. Flute rock. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't do that to another human being.